With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Two fans in 32 days. Diva, week five is in the books. How are you today? Well, it's a lot different than uh, doing this in person. But I guess yeah. this, this time we'll talk into the mics and people will be able to hear what we're saying and maybe that'll be an improvement over last time. Yeah, well, uh, since the last time we spoke, uh, the Jets still haven't lost. The Mets are uh, one game away from the NLCS, so I think uh, you're riding high. No, I'm assuming they're going to lose in five. The, the Mets. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. All right. I, I, I got to say, I, I've turned on the Mets so quickly with, with, with the way that their fans have acted about Chase Utley. It's been ridiculous to me. Um, Here's you know, the thing. A- the, if you, it, Like a dirty secret. If you uh, are a New York team that's upset enough, you can, you can, you know, the fan base can push the league to do things. Like, this happens. If the slide happened in Minnesota, he wouldn't have been suspended. Well, for, but, it, it, if there was no injury, he's not suspended because on the field, sure. they didn't rule anything. They, right. The umpires didn't rule anything. The review actually rewarded him. Wait, shouldn't we save this for our baseball podcast? Yeah. Um, okay. I, I think that I think Mets fans should be pissed at MLB. I, I don't understand why they're pissed. Right. At no, you should be upset at the rule, but uh, we're going to take it out on. I mean, Chase Utley's a jerk, so it's not. If it was like a good guy, then oh, it would well, be one see, thing. I've always liked Chase. See, I always like the guys. What if it was served- Puig? By the way, that would be way worse. Yeah. Right. I always like. Wasn't Puig like the best player in baseball uh, like a year ago? How is he? How is he not even starting? Because the, the Dodgers' whole team, their whole bench is guys making fifty million dollars a year. It is really like, a crazy team. Yeah. Ugly Rollins, Puig. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about football. Um, yeah, so let's jump right into football. So we still did our. Uh, we guessed the lines this week, and uh, I beat you rather handily. Uh, the last two weeks, you've uh, you've really been off. But we're not going to go through the games game by game that way. Uh, by the way, last week I thought you did bad. You were 28 games off collectively. This game you were 38 games off. So, points. You mean so points, points off total. Excuse me, points. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we're going to go through. We, we uh, I each week do my power rankings. And Akiva, we're at the quarter poll. Every team in the league has played uh, at least four games. So you did power rankings as well. And we averaged them out together. And we're going to go uh, in reverse order through our power rankings, sort of like we did in the preseason. And also we'll talk about, you know, not just this past week, but where the team's been through a month and uh, how they compare to, to where they started the season. So uh, that having been said, we're going to jump in uh, right at the bottom, which is the uh, most appropriate place to jump in, I assume. And it's it's a little unusual because you don't have a bunch of teams with with no wins. You have one team with no wins, but they've actually been a little bit better. All the really bad teams do have one or two wins, but uh, we still have Jacksonville 32nd, 
which is also where I had them in my preseason power rankings. So, and where you and I collectively did in our podcast. So, so nothing's really changed for the Jaguars. Yeah, this is like a legacy thirty second because I'm not sure if they've objectively been the worst team in the NFL. Uh, they they got killed once, but you know they lost you know by eleven to an undefeated team in Carolina. They took the Colts to well, overtime. They took the Colts to overtime on the road, which at the time looked like a terrible result. But maybe is a slightly better result now that the Colts actually beat Houston. Um, the Tampa loss was really bad. The Miami win, I think, we're underrating a little bit. I don't think, even though Miami fired their coach, I don't think they're nearly as bad as... Well, we're, we're not underrating it, but again, every other bad team has at least one win. Yeah, it's weird because any other season, none of these teams would even be 30th based on their resume. Like, there's usually two or three, like, execrable teams that's season's completely over and there's really, like, I mean, the Lions aren't going to make the playoffs, but they're going to, they could be, like, a decent team down the stretch. Uh, there's really no team here that's just, like, totally dead in the water. Well, look, Jacksonville has the worst scoring differential, and their only win came against a team who's, you know, one and three. So Yeah, but the Jacksonville they... has, like, a core of something going on. Like, I'm not saying Bortles is really good, but he can, like, fling the ball around to Hearns and Robinson. It looks like Yeldon is not – he's not a Trent Richardson, right? Wait, he's like a... he, can, he, can, he can fling the ball around. This last week is the first time they score more than 20 points. I mean, and it was all in garbage time. All right, he's getting better, I think. Uh... And the receivers are getting better. I think they have the makings of competent offense. I mean, the their def- offense was, was better last year. Well, their passing game was. Yeldon actually is a big improvement, obviously. Yeah. On and, and I mean, their defense uh, has had two miserable games in the last three weeks. So they're, it's, they deserve to be 32nd, but you know, there's other teams that could also make that case. All right. Uh, this week they're hosting Houston. Are you uh, putting that up for a win or a loss? Yeah, I think. I think it's basically – I'm going to have this this at like number one. I'm going to have this as my lowest confidence ranked game. Like I I, – this is like a total pick for me. I think that uh, that – it's hard to say. Like Houston can move the ball on Jacksonville, but they're certainly not going to be able to stop Jacksonville because they haven't stopped anybody. Uh, So I I would probably – you know, I'd lean towards the home team, but I think Houston has like some crazy Watt game in them. So I'll pick the Texans. All right, so you're going to pick the Texans. Uh, I think I'm going to pick Jacksonville. By the way, uh, last week you beat me in uh, in just picking wins and losses again. You went ten and four. I went nine and five. We only disagreed on one game actually, which was Arizona at Detroit. I, uh, and you uh, were, were slightly more correct than I was on that one. You picked you picked the Lions to beat the Cardinals. Yeah, well, the, you know the Cardinals didn't look great the week before, and the Lions kept having really close losses. And I thought, you know, this was it, do or die, and, and they died. Okay. So. Uh, and also, we we couldn't you know we couldn't have chalk on all fourteen games. That would have been boring. But all right, uh, all right so I'm going to pick Jacksonville again here. So we're we're off to a, a good disagreement. This was probably the strangest line of the week. Also, you and I both picked Jacksonville. Uh, we we thought they'd be favored, and Houston's actually favored in Jacksonville. What has Houston done to earn you know to be giving points on the road? Nothing. I mean, they're so bad. I don't know yeah. what like people are just avoiding them, and they don't because their games are so unwatchable. And I'm not sure they realize like how bad the Texans are. Yeah, that line really makes no sense. Um, that that was that you know, as I said, you were off, you were off five and a half points on this one, but that's not really your fault. I was also four points off. I don't understand uh, mm-hmm. that line. All right, so let's let's continue in our power rankings, and and now we have a uh, a, a actually we have Houston at thirty first. So it's the two worst teams in the league playing each other this week. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I and really I, I don't know. Race. I don't know. We, how had them, this... we had them as like a borderline playoff team. Yeah. No one's going to want to do hard knocks anymore after this. Yeah, I mean, Bill O'Brien's probably going to get fired. 
Uh, like yeah, Watt, didn't, Watt didn't even play well this week. Like, I don't even know what's going on with Houston. Yeah. Um, you know, their only win also, you know, against a really bad team was against Tampa. Uh, they got killed at Atlanta, which is the only game in which Atlanta's done that. Uh, you know, notwithstanding the fact that they're 5-0. and They, um, you know, they lost badly in week one to the Chiefs, who it turns out, you know, the Chiefs haven't won a game since then. Um, and, th- and this week they kept it close against the Colts, but everybody keeps close, close against the Colts. The bottom line is they lost to Matt Hasselbeck, who was barely alive. So. I mean, they have they have four games left against the Texans and the Titans. So if you tr- magically transported a good team into the Texans' bodies, like they would still, they're still like a contender for the six seed in the playoffs in the AFC South. But they're, no, they're not no, good they're enough. Not, no, 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 their only chance. No, I only said if, you, if the they division. became a good team, like uh, you know, one and four isn't out of it. If they were good, they're just happen. You know, they happen not to be good. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, and and the thing is, their defense just hasn't been good. Um, you know, their their offense has been. Mediocre. I mean, Matt Hasselback moved the ball down the field against them all game. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So, uh, you you said that it was JJ Watt and fifty two nobodies in the preseason, and uh, it, it seems that that might be correct. So, and and as we said, we have a disagreement there. You think they uh, they finally get a win? I think they're going to lose uh, on the road to Jacksonville this week. Uh, don't, don't mistake me for caring though. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. like that's a fifty fifty game. Yeah. No, by the way, let's ju- just talk about Week Six for a second. Like last week on paper was a really bad slate of games. But and there's a bunch ed- of good ones. It yeah. ended up being like a really even, like a lot of like B minus teams facing off against like, you know, uh, C pluses. And the games ended up really good. There was three one o'clock uh, overtime games. This week is interesting because I think it's a lot of like like this game, you know, two horrible teams playing each other. But then the good teams kind of pairing off, too. I, this is probably for my money. Uh, I said this a couple weeks ago. This is the best uh, slate of games this season. Um, yeah. So, you know, the, we got the bad one out of the way. And uh now let's move up to 30th, uh, another 1 and 4 team. And, and and this one the Saints, 1 and 4, and their only one when it was in overtime against Brandon Whedon on really a fluke play. New Orleans has just looked really really bad. Yeah, Drew I Brees, mean, as you, you you called it. You said he only had a down to go. Yeah, I like but there's just the offensive line is so bad. The defense is so bad. Like, the running Rob, game has disappeared. Last year they had a great running game. Yeah, Ingram like looked like he was, you know, becoming an NFL player last year and he hasn't been. They have like five B minuses at receiver with Cooks and Snead and and like uh, and Colston who's washed up. I I mean look at the results. Like they were respectable in week 1. They lost to the Cardinals. They lost at home to Tampa Bay. Right? They got killed I mean, I don't by know if They were respectable. They got they got killed by the Cardinals. But the Cardinals are a good team. Yeah, they 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 got killed in Philly, and like you said, they they beat Brandon Whedon at home in overtime. Uh, and they I mean, and they, they've been losing home games left and right for a couple of years now. So it's not like you can assume that this is the Thursday night game this week, right? They're hosting Atlanta. It's not like you could assume like, oh, they have a you know a big edge. Like I'm picking the Falcons. I assume you're picking the Falcons also. I don't know. See Atlanta only look good in that one game, you know, Atlanta also, they, they barely, they, they barely beat Washington overtime this week. Uh, I'm still not really on the Atlanta bandwagon. I mean, Ryan's going to be able to throw the ball all over the field on this team though. Yeah. I will say, uh, we'll get to this when we get to the Falcons, like Ryan makes throws that like, I would knock Ryan down to class almost after watching like a ton of Falcons this week. Um, He really makes throws that like, not like forget about Brady and like, you know, in his prime Peyton and Rogers make like he makes he makes like, you know, Eli's worst throws like he missed Hankerson a couple times when he was wide open. I don't know. I was not so impressed with Ryan this week. Um, all right. Yeah. So I'm going to, you know what? Uh, Thursday night, I think I'm actually going to pick uh, New Orleans to 
to win. So we have a second disagreement already. But all these teams you'd agree are very like similarly, you know, bad. Like none of them, none of them are like, oh my God, this is the worst team we've seen in five years at all. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but the, the they're so interchangeable. All... They're so interchangeable right now. Yeah, the bottom is, is very interchangeable. I you would know, say the said, bottom like uh, – Bottom eight. Yeah, the bottom eight or so is really interchangeable. Yeah, I would agree. You know, 25 to 32, ex- any of those teams could be last. Yeah, I mean as an example, I had – you know, I'm looking at my power rankings. I, I had Chicago 31st a couple weeks ago, and then they won. You know, they beat Oakland. In the, in, and then I had, I had Chicago and Tampa Bay uh, 29th and 30th last week. And they both won. Um, you know, I, I've had, you know, and then obviously there was the week week one when we said when there was the, all five of the bottom teams won and everybody got eliminated from a Survivor, or week two, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so there's just been, there's a lot of, there's there's no really, really awful team. Or maybe there's just so much mediocrity at the bottom that they all sort of cancel each other out. Yeah, you know? I think that's what it is. Yeah, so, all right. So so now we have a 29th place, another one in four team. And this was a team who looked like the worst team in the NFL from weeks two to four. But uh, they they looked a little better uh, last week, which is why I think you boosted them up. This is uh, our second biggest disagreement. You have San Francisco at 25. I had them at 31. So we averaged them out of 29. So we have the 49ers. Uh, So you actually, as again, you don't think that they're that atrocious. I think just because, you know, week one, they're on national TV, and they they, they look good. And week five, they're on national TV, and they look good, albeit in a losing effort. But in between that, they had the three worst outcomes in the league. Um, yeah, but now you look by they got they they got destroyed by the Steelers who still had Roethlisberger, and we'll talk about them later. But I think the Steelers are really good, and Arizona and Green Bay. Yeah, that's right. They're playing. Yeah, really so good they teams. they got killed by three really good teams, and the Giants they lost by three on the road. They probably should have won, and the Giants are good. Their win was a much more impressive win than any of the other teams we're going to talk about in this bottom ten, right? As I'm sure you'd agree with twenty to three over your Vikings. Um, I, I like they're bad, but. You know, their defense hasn't been as bad. But, is, but we were talking about Kaepernick being like the worst quarterback in the NFL. And then all of a sudden he had a good game against the Giants. So we're just going to forget about that. No, Kaepernick is still terrible. But the defense has something there. Like the 47 against Arizona was so much of that was defensive scores. Yeah, uh, the 43 against Pittsburgh. Like I know this as well, you defensive know, scores because Kaepernick throws the ball to the wrong team. Yeah, but but that can't, you know, the Cardinals do that to you. I don't know if the Ravens are going to do that to you. Yeah, so this week is an interesting game because and, – and here's another terrible game in week six. I think, I think you're right. Week six I don't is think – by the way, I don't think this is a terrible game. I think this will be a really competitive game. Um, well, but it's a game that nobody cares yeah, about, Yeah, but, well, the Ravens fans are probably irrational and think they're still winning the Super Bowl. So don't go too crazy. I mean, do they think their season's still alive? Oh, after? yeah. Oh, Ravens fans are nuts. They have, like, the most optimistic, confident fans in the world. Number one in the league in terms of confidence. No question. Um. All right, so Baltimore is uh, going to San Francisco, and um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to pick the home team again. Uh, well, see, yeah, I don't know. I, I just again, this how, is how, how do you how do you pick Baltimore? How do you pick Baltimore anymore? Yeah. I have no idea what to do. Like Baltimore should really take uh, Tory Smith with them home. They should like give him a draft pick or something. Well, but it's too late now. But yeah, but that that was a trade that you know that that was that that benefited nobody clearly. So who are you picking, Baltimore at San Francisco? Yeah, I, again, this was what this was along with the Jacksonville-Houston game, like a, a total toss-up for me. Uh, I, I think I'll go with San Francisco just because, I don't know, like Flacco's been so bad also. Like you said Kaepernick, a lot of people, according to some metrics, think he's been the worst quarterback in the league. But uh, Flacco was the worst QB in the league last week, according to Pro Football Focus. Like Flacco has major problems. Uh, and obviously a lot of it is the line and the fact that, you know, he has, you know, Steve Smith when he's healthy to throw to. Uh, yeah, I'll pick the Niners, but with not a lot of conviction. 
All right, so to keep things interesting, I am going to uh, pick Baltimore. So we've disagreed in all three games. Uh, this time you take the home team, I take the road team. Uh, you know, again, I, I really, really liked Baltimore in the preseason. And so I think I'm uh, giving them one last chance that they probably don't deserve. But um, all right, so so now we have a three-way tie, uh, tied for 26th in our power rankings. And um, Tampa, Tennessee, and Detroit. So uh, which one of those uh, disappointing teams do you want to talk about first? Uh, whichever one you want. I don't care. All right. So let's get Detroit out of the way because they're 0-5. Um, well, I think they're actually the more interesting team, Detroit, because they're not your classic 0-5. It's weird to only have one team. Like, I, I can't imagine that in, you know, past through five weeks, there have been a lot of years where there's only one winless team. I feel like there's usually like three or four. Yeah, um, but, but also, but look, if you look at Detroit's schedule, none of those games, first of all, they were an underdog in every single one of those games. The worst team they've lost to was San Diego, and that was a 33-28 road loss. Yeah, that yeah, that was a, yeah. They lost a close game in Week One to San Diego. Then they got killed by the Vikings. They got they got beaten pretty soundly at home by Denver. But you know, Denver's and again, both of those you say kill like that was a ten and a twelve point deficit. It's not like they're losing by fifty either of those. Well, games. I mean, they were losing the Vikings game by sixteen. They got a touchdown at you know the last few. Right, right. but then they lost by three, like a legitimate loss in yeah. Seattle. Seattle, that they could have won, the won that game if not for you know yeah the very questionable uh, penalty. And the, and the Arizona loss, like Arizona is just too physical for them. It's just a bad matchup for them. Yeah, they, I mean, they also gave up, though. I mean, you know. Yeah, so this is the third game. It was a Dan Orlovsky game. This is the third game we've seen so far that's just absolutely horrendous. Like, Detroit-Chicago, you know, that Chicago, I don't know how they won that game because they didn't look like an NFL team for, like, most of that game. But uh, this is, like, a this is, you know, an, un, an unwatchable game. Um, other than, like, if you want to see if, like, Stafford has anything left because Cutler's been getting better and Stafford has somehow gotten worse. We, we, we said... Uh, in the preseason, right, that Cutler's that Stafford's gotten worse every four years in a row. Yeah, yeah. and and now he's like substantially worse. He's like, yeah. you know, looking for you know a Tyrod Taylor on the waiver wire to bring in as your backup fantasy QB. Because but again, you, you said this week is like the best slate of games, and people are wondering, well, they've gone through four terrible games. But we're but again, going the, in backwards the, order. Yeah, and exactly the way that you, have you a want the bad teams the to bad play teams, the bad teams. Exactly. Yeah, all the bad teams it's play like, each other. It's like yeah. it's like in college football now. Like, yeah, the Bowling Green is playing Miami of Ohio. And that game sucks, but that means that you know <laughs> Alabama is no longer playing a team in the MAC. They're playing an SEC right. team. Okay, so Chicago at Detroit. I think Detroit finally gets off the schneid this week. What about you? Yeah, there's just one on the road at Kansas City. I'm going to say Chicago. I, to me, wait, you're uh, picking Chicago? Yeah, because to me, the nice. coach Caldwell is is out the door. Almost every team we've discussed so far, their coach is getting fired. Uh, you know, Philbin. We didn't discuss Miami yet. Philbin got fired, but Jacksonville, Gus Bradley's gone. Do you agree? If they continue, you know, if they go four and twelve, he's gone. Um, not necessarily. You know, I think he's is, gone. It, this is okay. third year. It, like it feels like it's a second year. It's his oh, third I thought year. it was the second year. Oh, no, it's his third year. year. Okay, yeah. he's gone. Um, uh, uh, Bill O'Brien. If they go five and eleven this year, probably yeah, oh, gets fired. Yeah, yeah. Sean Payton. Uh, he might not get he's fired, leaving. but he might he's get leaving. traded. Yeah, he's he's, he's out of there. Yeah. Um, Tansula. Tansula not gone. Yet, not going. But... Uh, not going yet. No. Yeah. Although I, it would be, you know, the the truth is, in my opinion, they have a better coach on the staff. I think Mangini is, or you know, would be a better coach than Tom Sula. But yeah, Tom Sula is going to get a second year. Coldwell's for sure getting fired unless they go, you know, seven and nine, right? Even so, yeah. He's Cold, I mean, he's he was a mistake. They should never should. A lot of times, teams in the NFL hire a guy who had like the one good season, you know. And but it, but it is isn't it interesting? This is a team that went eleven and five last year. 
and they were underdogs each of the first five games this year. So they're 0-5, but they haven't really disappointed. They were supposed to lose all those games. I know, but – And, and, and but, also, I'll say this. What about you can say, why Stafford – yeah, you want to maybe blame the GM, the fact that Stafford can't, you know, is getting smashed every play. That's fine. And, well, and, the, also, and the defense even, lost a lot of good players and didn't really replace them. Even, you know, in the preseason, like when I – you know, our, our Alliance fan thought they'd go 8-8, but I predicted them to lose each of these four, four games before the season. I thought they'd win against Arizona, but of course we didn't know how good Arizona really was. Um, but I also thought they'd win the next three weeks. You know, the next three games are winnable. They're playing at home, uh, Bears, Vikings, and Chiefs. And, you know, if they can win all of those games, uh, three and five. I mean, then they go to the Packers three and six. You know, they got to play right, the Packers. But Caldwell's well, no, probably getting fired. Uh, yeah, they, they, they could eke out seven to nine, but but I don't, they might have just given up already. Okay. All right. So, okay. So, so then we, then we have a uh, Tennessee, Tennessee, who's one in three, but really should have won this week. Bill Barnwell wrote about that. I mean, Wisenhunt just completely screwed up this game. Um, they should, they, they should have beaten the bills. Um, and then they'd be two and two and you know, we'd be all excited about them. Instead, they're one in three. And, um, because Indy has, uh, turns it around with a bunch of close undeserved wins, probably Tennessee's, uh, you know, do you know, do you know about Tennessee's streak? Which one? I think it's the 14th straight season that they're the most boring team in the NFL. Oh, I thought that was Carolina. Uh, you know, like Cam Newton at least can do something. Like Tennessee yeah. hasn't been interesting since the day Steve McNair left the Titans. The uh, third uh, since the day he died. No, 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 no. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Uh, also, he's on the Ravens then. I think. Yeah, I mean, so the Titans have like what you might consider a good victory. Like, yes, they beat an atrocious team, but it was Tampa Bay on the road, uh, and they won by four touchdowns. So that's like a respectable Week One win. You know, and, the, and, uh, the, look, the, the Indy loss, had... that was the Hasselback, right? Uh, yeah, but that was a really close game. They lost, yeah, they by, lost two. by two. So the loss no, by two no, touchdowns in Hasselbeck. Cleveland. No, that, that was luck. That was the luck game. Oh, that they did lose. You're right. Uh, luck got yeah. hurt at the end of that. You're, you're right. You're right. They lost by two to the Colts. They lost by one to the Bills. Yeah. You know, th- this team could be three and one. So. Yeah, so they're 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 in there. They're fighting. Uh, I haven't yeah. loved what I've seen from Mariota so far, uh, but he's a rookie and let him play 16 games with a bad team. And you can't really learn too much from that. Well, so here we have yet another bad game. Yeah, uh, they're they're hosting Miami. Uh, another, you know, so that's our that's our fourth game in a row between teams with uh, one win apiece. Um, and I think this is, you know, if they win this game, their season is still alive. If they lose this game, their season is clearly over. And that's true for both teams. This is a loser leaves ta- leaves town match, right? Okay, cousin Sal. I think yeah. that uh, I, I like Miami should win this game. Miami's just so much better. And I, do what? What Are have you they? seen from this new coach so far? He's like everything about him is so wacky. Yeah, so, there was just, a story today. Like his exp- his appendix exploded on like a, an airplane. He didn't want to tell anybody. Yeah, it didn't it tell like, anybody. Yeah. Wasn't manly enough. He's clearly insane. But but he's only the coach because they had nobody. Well, we're not talking about the Dolphins yet. But they had nobody else. Right. They the, couldn't uh, hire. They couldn't the hire the offensive coordinator, the coordinator yeah. because he was so bad. They couldn't hire the defensive coordinator because ultimately they didn't even like. I don't think want to fire Philbin as much as like the offense. The defensive coordinator like ruined the whole team because yeah. the players hated him so much they had to fire him. And like the special teams coach, I guess they decided wasn't pedigree enough. So this guy's like never been a coach before. Like last year. Or something and he's just yeah. a tight ends coach which like there are teams that don't even like have a tight ends coach some years and the the um what's it called the uh you know like play caller is still there so maybe maybe they could get something going i do think that because they're only one in three they should have hired jim schwartz or like some other person like that because why are you throwing your season away by promoting some nobody to be your defensive coordinator? Like, why not go out, you know, and pay some renegade defensive coordinator? Like, I know that well, it's the hard owner, in the middle of the season. To the start owner switching. doesn't want to um, doesn't want to, like, uh, 
throw more money at this like uh, dumpster fire of a season, but they're only one in three. I mean, I guess you'd say like oh, the division's already won basically because the Patriots are so, are so good. Yeah, and the Jets and there's are two three teams ahead of them, right? And there's two teams. Yeah, and, and both of those teams beat them already with a home yeah. game. No, to go. so listen, I but I, I just I, I don't know, like whatever. Maybe that maybe the guys they have on staff are good, but I, I don't know. Like now you lost your head coach and your defensive coordinator. Like I don't know if that's too much for a team to overcome in such like a tactic based league. But talent-wise, my point is they're way better than Tennessee. So I'm going to pick them to beat Tennessee this week. All right. So I'll pick Tennessee. So we've disagreed on all five games so far. So keep it exciting. Okay. Um, and we and we covered uh, Miami in addition to Tennessee there, So which is good because Miami's 25th. So we'll skip them when we get to them. But we have one more team tied at 26th, and that's Tampa Bay. Uh, the first two-win team we've covered yet. And um, – you know, the Bucs also, they've, they've been a real Jekyll and Hyde team. Of course, they were the worst team in the league in week one. Uh, then they went on the road to beat New Orleans. And then they lost to the Texans, which looked bad. Uh, they got, they lost pretty badly to Carolina, but they uh, they blew out Jacksonville again this week. So, um, you know, I think that they're, they're, their offense. They would they're, be they're, feasting if they were, you know, Doug Martin, AFC South. No, not Doug, really. Doug, yeah, Doug, but Doug Martin looks like he's back. Um, and they have a chance this week. They're going to Washington. And you know, if, if I, I don't think their schedule win, gets but... much harder though, because they give yeah, they this have... was the easiest part of their schedule, and they only got two wins. Well, they have a bye this week, right? And then they go to Washington and Atlanta. They host the Giants, then they host the, the Cowboys, who you'd assume November fifteenth, Romo's going to be back, right? That you know, yeah. at Philly, at Indianapolis, hosting Atlanta, like they're going to be toast. Yeah, um, and, and look, this division's I have to over. Say, two if teams this are team goes three and thirteen or four. Eh, the pro- no, they already have two wins. So let's say they go six and ten, five and eleven. Like, is Lovey Smith in trouble? Because I think he's in the same boat as as Caldwell. We're like, oops, we shouldn't have made that hire. You know, if you win six games with a rookie quarterback, I don't think. Yeah, I know that's going to be the problem. Like, if he has a good connection with Winston, and maybe Winston has like two games at the end of the season that he goes nuts and doesn't throw any interceptions. You know, you could I mean, make Lovey it. Was a, Lovey was a good coach for the Bears. He, he, he was a really out. good coach, but he yeah. was also out of the league for a couple of years. And, and like one of these guys who really had to like uh, lobby for a job. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if, you know, maybe people think the league has passed them by or he's too old. How I don't know how old he is, but I, I don't know. Every, every team we've seen so far, except for maybe Tennessee, has like a legitimate chance to fire their coach. I mean, Tennessee, if they lost a zillion games, could also fire their coach, but. Yeah, Lovey Smith, by the way, is 57. Okay, so he's uh, not so old. Yeah, that's a good average age for a coach. All right, uh, so are you predicting uh, this week that uh, Tampa goes on the road? Oh, well, they're definitely going to go on the road. No, 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 they're, they're on a bye. Excuse yeah. me, Tampa-Washington game is next week. Oh, yeah, that's not yeah, this so, week. All right, sorry. Yeah, so they're 2-3, yeah, so and, and they will stay 2-3. and three. Uh, All right, and then um, so then we go up to, uh, after the three-way tie 26 between the Bucks, the Titans, and the Lions, we have the Dolphins at 25. We covered them. Now we have the Bears at 24. And the Bears are another team. It's, it's it's a little hard to figure out what's going on there because they looked like they were completely giving up. They were firing, you know, they were trading away everything that moved. We thought that uh, that Matt Forte would be the next piece to go. Was, uh, I, I, lost, I would have liked to see a total fire sale with Forte and yeah, Butler. But but now they but now they, well but now they've lost, they've won their last two games against two not good teams by a combined three points. But still, a win is a win. Cutler's back. Uh, and they've won two in a row with Cutler, uh, which means that with Cutler, actually, this year, they're 2-1, and one, but they're only lost being by a touchdown to the Packers. So maybe the Bears aren't as bad as we thought they were. Well, here's the thing. The Bears got killed by the three best teams in the NFC, probably, right? Green Bay, Arizona, and Seattle. Yeah. And then they beat uh, two, you know, drecks of 
the AFC, the AFC West, West by a combined three points. Right, by three so. points in games where they got outplayed both games, by the way. Yeah, let's hold our horses, yeah. Um, and But so now they, they played horrible teams and really good teams. So now, like, they have the middle of their schedule. with Det- I know Detroit's 0-5, but I, to me, they're still, like, a middling team. Detroit, Minnesota, San Diego, and St. Louis are, like, literally four, you know, like, you know, teams in that average, slightly above average, slightly below average range. And then it gets worse. Then they have Broncos and Packers. Yeah. Oh, no. Their season's over. Like, they're yeah. not they're not making the playoffs. But, uh, you know, they have four winnable games if they're competent. I just don't know if we have any information. Like, great, you can win a coin toss against a horrible team and get annihilated by – and they looked – to be fair, they looked fine in week one hosting Green Bay. Uh, they were able to move the ball forte to a really good game. Um, But – we almost don't have enough information, so I would probably pick Detroit. I did. I mean, uh, I would pick Detroit in this game. Did we pick this game already? Yeah, we. Yeah. And I picked. Who did I pick? Uh, hold on, sorry, I gotta go back to that. I picked Detroit. You picked Chicago, actually. Okay. Yeah. I'm now. I'm thinking like it's in Detroit. By the way, those two teams have the 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 I'm, second and third worst uh, differentials in the league. Chicago's minus fifty six. Detroit's minus fifty five. Yeah, but that's what San, I'm saying. San There's no team that's like already minus a hundred. There are. I think there's a team that's plus 100 already. The, the Cardinals are plus 100. Yeah, yeah so I'm saying like there's nobody that's nearly yeah, as but, bad but the, the, yeah, as the, the good teams have, are good. Well, but the Cardinals have the best differential through five games, I think, in history. Oh, really? But the yeah, Pats are you, plus you, 73. So yeah, there's also nobody but, as bad as the Pats are good. Yeah, but the, that team also has been incredible. Like, it's very hard. Yeah. Well, I agree. There's three teams. I mean, I guess minus we 65, could... Minus 65 through five games means you're lost by an average of double digits every single game. You know, that's not that easy. Sure. No, it's not easy. You know, it's a pace for a minus 190 for the year, or 200. Um, all right, so so are you switching? Are you going to save the Lions? No, no, no. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep the Bears. But again, it's, it's such a coin toss to me. I'm going back and forth. All right, so we're, yeah, we're getting all these bad games out of the way, which is good. Um, and uh, now we continue our march up the power rankings up to 23. And this was a team uh, tied with San Francisco. We, we had our biggest disagreement. That's Cleveland. And I had them at 20. I think Cleveland is, uh, has looked really good, and you have them down at 26. You have them below uh, San Francisco and Detroit and a bunch of the and Miami and Chicago and a bunch of these crummy teams that we've already covered. You think the, the Browns are worse than all of them. So so let me sell you on the Browns first, and then you tell okay. me why I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, first of all, they're the Browns. So granted, they're still the Browns. Um, but, you know, your Jets beat them pretty easily in week one. But, again, there was a lot of flukes there, a lot of and fumbles was, and stuff like that. that was like Manziel. That. Like you don't want to, yeah. you know, they were playing great. Like McCown said this week. They had one drive with him uh, pre-concussion. It was a 17-play drive. He happened to fumble jumping in for a touchdown, so they didn't get any points, I don't think. But, um, you know, they were able to move the ball better than any team has all season except for Philly on the Jets. Then he happened to go out, and then Manziel's Manziel. Uh, well, but they actually they won the Manziel game, and, and then McCown came back. But my, so first of all, this offense, I happen to have Josh McCown on my fantasy team as a backup. He leads the NFL in passing yards the last three weeks. He actually leads uh, fantasy football in, in points as well. He, um, you know, the, he I think he nineteen twenty two and then thirty five this week on my bench, of course, uh, in which I barely lost. And you know, but I'm not going to start him over Aaron Rodgers. Um, they 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 won at Baltimore this week. The week before they lost at San Diego in overtime by three. So basically, they play neck and neck on the road against two teams that we thought are playoff caliber teams. Um, you know, both of those going to overtime. And so that's why I think I think that they're definitely better than these dregs we've talked about because they played you know d- you know playoff caliber teams in theory two weeks in a row and they played them you know neck and neck. Their offense with McCown he's really moving the ball. He looks even better than he did in Chicago in 2013. Um, you know their defense has not been a- as good as we thought it would be, um, but um, you know and their schedule also gets a lot worse. They're playing the Broncos and then they're playing the Rams. oh their schedule is obscene. The- yeah, in, in fact, yeah, this is their schedule coming up: Broncos, Rams. 
at Rams. Cardinals at Bengals at Steelers. Ravens, Bengals. They're not going to be favored again until they play the 49ers in the middle of December. So they, they might end up shooting down these power rankings. But for now, I think 20 is uh, pretty fair. They're 2-3. and three, and they, they could be 3-2. and two. They, they've, they've been more competitive than most of the teams. My argument so against far. the Browns was I don't respect the, the, the win in Baltimore as much because I don't think Baltimore's so good. It was a little bit fluky. Uh, the the three-point loss in San Diego looked like a very competent loss last week. But now like mm, that San Diego is losing to Michael Vick who can't play football. Yeah, San Diego uh, stinks, but that's still, oh, yeah. you know, that, that, but that's, I, I don't know how many teams we've covered so far would have, you know, played San Diego in San Diego to a standstill like that. And, 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 you know, losing Oakland at home is not a good result. Like, let's not go crazy about the Raiders. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, Manziel or not, you know, giving up 31 to the Jets is hard to do. So. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, we both clearly have them losing this week at home to Denver, right? Oh yeah. No question. The question yeah. to me, it's like, if they're going to show anything this year, at least, you know, put up a, a fight, which a lot of teams have been able to do against Denver, like Baltimore and, and Minnesota. You know, uh, if they if they're going, you know, if they're down 21-3 and, you know, Hillman and Anderson each have 100 yards in the third quarter, then I'm writing them off. All right. Now, now we have a 22, the team about whom we have the biggest disagreement. Uh, and there's going to be some hot takes coming here because I, I don't understand what is going on. It's the Dallas Cowboys. I have them at 15. You have them at 30. Yeah. You think the Cowboys are basically the worst team in the no. league? No, so basically I'm ranking them as with Brandon Whedon. I have them at 30, if that makes any sense. Because to well, me – Well, it's the whole season though. Oh, oh, well, but I'm not giving them like – now Now you're – people. you know, if Romo comes back after the bye or the week after that, then, you know, the season is still salvageable. You know, at worst they're two and four, although they're playing Philly that week. So they could easily uh, – Seattle that week, they could easily go to two and five with Romo. Um but I'm I'm ranking them as a team that lost by 11 at home to Atlanta. But that was a close game. That they was a lost very close to game. they lost to uh, New Orleans, who's yeah, horrible again, in, in overtime. Okay, but I have to rank somebody game. 30th, and yeah, they, all the teams they were just listed. You know, totally inept against the Patriots, which. It's fine to give up a lot of points against the Patriots, but you should score more than six points against the Patriots. Well, they weren't going to beat the Patriots, so I don't care what the score is. So I know, really but uh, the point the is, is right now with in, Whedon. Going into Sunday. Going with into Whedon, Sunday, who would they be favored against with Whedon? Well, hold on. I'll tell you. Going into Sunday, they were in first place in their division. Um, and, you know, to compare them to Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh, of course, won last night. But you sent me your power rankings before Pittsburgh won last night. And you had Pittsburgh 9 and Dallas 30. And both of those teams had done very similarly with their starting quarterback and had done very similar without their starting quarterback. Pittsburgh, without their starting quarterback, lost at home to Baltimore, which was, Yeah, but you know, their, quarterback, a, their quarterback is clo- – if Romo misses six more weeks, then for all intents and purposes, the season but, is over for them. Yeah, but we're not making power rankings based on – Well, I am. Think, well, here's the thing well, also. If it's based on, if it's right based now, on week six, the, where they are, to me, uh, the, the Cowboys would lose this week to Tampa Bay with, uh, with Whedon at quarterback. They'd be a toss-up against Tennessee or Jacksonville. So to me, they're in the running for worst team in the league. And you're forgetting that the Lance Dunbar injury was a really big deal because Dunbar was amazing the first month of the season. Yeah, well, McFadden also had a lot of you know garbage time receptions against the uh, Patriots yes, on Sunday. The power, I look at the power rankings the same way you would do for college football. It's based on the body of work so far. How do you rank them? And to rank them thirtieth is unfair. No, their body of the work, the body of work is is probably uh, you know, fifteen. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. But to me, if if Ro- I don't think Romo's coming back as fast as they say, just because that's not the you know the length of time that people have come back from this injury in the past. I and 
you know, if he comes back November 15th for that aforementioned Cowboys Bucks game, then, uh, you know, that's probably too late to save the season if they're losing in New England and then they're losing to Seattle and Philly. Like, they're going to have to get a scalp look, one won, of these three They won weeks. at Philly without Romo, so why can't they win at home against Philly? I mean, how when did Romo leave that game? It, I think it was in the third quarter, but they outscored them from that point forward. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. I've liked I've liked what I've seen from Philly in the last couple of weeks. I think uh, I think they're you know it's a new quarterback in the system. I think he's been much better the last couple of weeks. That'll be you a know tough... just if the if they don't lose if you know if if the Saints don't get that play in overtime, I think we're looking at them very differently. Okay, um, you're probably so... right. But again, it, there's also a certain point where you reach uh, diminishing returns in terms of Romo coming back, and then the return gets later or less relevant because if they are two and six. Then he basically has to win out the rest of the season at best go seven and one. Um, oh, so, this is a division that nine and seven could still win the division. Yeah, yeah, but eight and eight is not making the playoffs in the NFC this year. So, I, you know, I, well, and so I, I, first of all, I, I'm not so down on the Giants. I think the Giants are a lock for at least nine and seven. Hold on, so I'm actually opening up. You know, so before the season, I predict every game, and then I update that chart every week. So let me look at my um, up to date predictions for the end of the season. And as I suspected, right now I have the Cowboys as the sixth seed at eight and eight in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And I have, the reason is I have the Vikings, Cowboys, Eagles, Carolina, all going eight and eight. And then uh, Dallas wins because of tiebreakers. So I think eight and eight could make the playoffs in, as a wild card in the NFC. Uh, I don't think Dallas season is over. And I do think they're going to lose the next couple of weeks, you know? So I, I think they're going to lose to the Giants. They're going to lose to the Seahawks. That Eagles game will be a big game because there's a big difference between two and six and three and five. Yeah, Huge. If they could get to, Three and five with Romo come back would be a very exciting second. And if you look at that after that, the rest the of the Cowboys schedule. always. I, for me, I don't know if you agree with this, but there's just more gravi- you know, more gravitas to a Cowboys game than any other team to me. You know, maybe like if there's a team that's great that particular year, like the Patriots or whoever. But to me, every game feels like such an event. You know, so many of them are in prime time or in the four twenty five national slot, and uh, it would be exciting to see Romo. You know, at the end of the year with some winnable games, you know, Miami, Washington, the Jets, The only Buffalo. game they have left after, you know, after these next three weeks that's not an easy game in, is they in go Green at Bay. Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, Tampa, Miami, at home against Carolina, Washington, at home against the Jets, Bills, uh, Washington, again. Uh, they could win all of those games. Oh, it would be, and so. it would be fun to see them try and make a run with Romo and Des. Not that I'm yeah. rooting for the Cowboys, but the NFL is a little more fun well, always when they're good. The Cowboys, yeah. Um, it's like the Yankees right. in baseball. I want the Yankees to lose in the World Series every year because the baseball playoffs seem to matter more when the Yankees are in them. No, uh, I'd rather I'd rather they be out. Of the I know, I know. A lot of people would rather them lose under twenty games, but I, I don't want them to win. But I want them to like suffer, like you know, go up three games to nothing, and then and then blow. Anyway, the so now the Cowboys are on a bye this week, and, mm-hmm. and when they come back, do we think Matt Castles their starting quarterback? Well, that would be insane. I feel like it's like cutting off your nose to spite your face a little bit, like. Can't be worse than Whedon. Uh, he's worse. So, like he couldn't he couldn't beat out you know EJ Manuel for the backup job in Buffalo, and EJ Manuel's the worst quarterback in the league. Like he, uh, well, well, the Bills knew Whedon, they had a Taylor. I mean, Whedon is bad. So if you want to say like, ooh, let's see what we have for one week, I I understand the logic, but don't expect anything because Castle is done. Yeah, but I, and I think the hope is that it's only one or two more weeks, um, and then hopefully by the Eagles game, uh, Romo might be back. Uh, and Des Bryant also. Des Bryant coming back could help whoever their quarterback is. And and they're talking about him. He might be Or it back could hurt because he could just have a temper tantrum when Whedon can't throw him the ball. Or Matt Castle, yeah. <laughs> All right, so so let's uh, continue our, our slog up the power rankings. And um, 
now we have we have a tie at 20th between uh, those two aforementioned AFC West teams who the Bears have beaten the last two weeks. Oakland at 2-3, and three, who uh, we were talking about as the best 3-1 team in football if they had managed to beat the Bears, or the worst 3-1 team in football, excuse me, and Kansas City at 1-4. and four. Kansas City, who destroyed Houston at Houston Week 1, and since then has lost every single one of their games. So let's start with the Chiefs. Uh, and the reason is because, you know, I think you were higher than I was on Kansas City in the preseason, but I had them at 15. I thought they were about an average team, and, and you thought that they uh, – you know, were a, a possible playoff contender in, or, you know, or a serious playoff contender. And I think other people did too. I know Bill Barnwell had them as one of the best eight teams in the league. And they destroyed Houston in week one, and it looked legit. Uh, and then since then, they played three of the top five teams in the league. And so they lost, you know, they barely lost the Broncos. Uh, you know, there was some luck involved there. Uh, then they lost to the Packers pretty handily. But again, at Green Bay, there's no, you know, then they lost at Cincinnati. But again, you know, right, that's So there's not... three top five teams, Denver, yeah, Green Bay, exactly. and Cincinnati. But then, everybody's right, so saying, oh, yeah, they could beat a bad team. And well, they, no, but everybody thought, yeah, so they're one and three, but they just played three of the top five teams right. in the league. And right. so now they're coming home to the Bears and they're going to write the ship and mm-hmm. they lose the Bears. Yeah, I watched a lot of this game and I don't like it's still baffling. Like the Bears looked, you know, Cutler got sacked at the goal line. I don't even think it would have been a safety. I don't know if you saw that play, but, uh, you know, and then he just basically, you know, fumbles the ball in the end zone. I I don't like to me that's such an inexplicable loss that I almost want to like write that off and say like oh their season's not over. But to me it's a season ending loss though. Yeah because, because you're I mean in terms of just in terms of competency I think. I like yes they're not making the playoffs probably from 1 and 4 with the road yeah, they, they have. Again, we said 8 8 could make it in the NFC. 8 8 is definitely not making it in the AFC. Oh okay. for sure not. Uh and you know I do think they'll be able to play with Minnesota this week but I would be surprised if they won uh you know and and let's not you know People like to talk about handcuffs in in fantasy football, and like Jamal Char, Charles is out. Char Durer, whatever yeah, and w- whatever that guy's name is, who I'd never heard of till this morning, and and I'm yeah. spending you know like real money, money on him. Yeah. <laughs> not just fab money. Like I'm paying off you know like using real money for him. Um, yeah. But like Niall Davis is not as good as Jamal Charles, and neither is the brick whatever his name is. Uh, Char, so Kedge, so like, you're losing the best player in your entire offense. Um, and Alex Smith hasn't looked as good. You know he he was he they moved the ball a lot against Cincy, but. Uh, in most it was games, mostly garbage time. Yeah, and, same and thing most, Packers. most of, they didn't and, move the ball until the game was over. And he and he, you know, he had a couple passes to Macklin, but he didn't really do anything against the Bears either. Uh, and he's not a young guy. Maybe he he has passed his peak, whatever that was. I guess it was probably when he was throwing touchdowns every play in the playoff game against the Colts. Well, and, or it's when he, you know, only missed the Super Bowl with San Francisco because uh, their punt returner couldn't hold on to the ball. Yeah, I mean, he had like legitimate playoff moments, like the the Colts comeback game. He was he was yeah. you know incredible. And, you know, one of the best games of the last 20 years, people don't really remember it, the Niners-Saints game with uh, him and, you know, him running for a touchdown, then throwing one to Vernon Davis and the Saints coming back. Do you remember that game? Yeah, yeah, of I course. Mean, yeah. Probably, the, honestly, probably the best game in terms of, like, the last five minutes of, uh, of any playoff game of our, of our lifetime. Just, you know, I think four or five touchdowns in the last couple of minutes of the game. Um, anyway, uh, so RIP Alex Smith's career, I think they lose by three to Minnesota. And then their season's over one and five for sure. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. If they can't beat Minnesota, uh, one and five, facing probably facing Big Ben next week, they'd be done. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then uh, we have them tied in the power rankings with the Raiders. And again, this was a Raiders team that was two and one, and they were going to Chicago. And people actually thought Cutler wasn't going to play, although he ended up playing. And, they, and but they barely, you know, they almost won that game. They would have been three and one. And then they barely lost the Broncos this week. So they're two and three. But, you know, other than that week one loss to Cincy, which in hindsight is, is not, you know, a bad thing. They've actually been very competitive. I mean, they really shut down Peyton Manning. Everybody's shut down Peyton Manning, but they shut him down even to a greater extent. 
Um, so they're two and three, but I don't know if their season's over. They got a tough game this week at San Diego, but if they could win there, no, and, that's a buy. This is a buy. They're they're. Oh yeah, they're oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, I'm looking at. The, I should look at the weekly schedule instead of the teams. Um, yeah. So, the, but they have a buy, but um, I don't think their season's necessarily over. Derek Carr has had some good moments. And yeah, the, the Raiders are fine. They they have all the makings of like a seven nine eight and eight team. Um, I, Carr, yeah, Carr. I think you know some of the stats said he was the worst QB in the NFL last year. He's definitely a lot better than that now. Yeah. Um, you know, the offensive line still isn't great. Uh, Latavius Murray has moments. Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree is a legitimate receiving pair. Uh, and the defense has some real talent on it and can really, you know, knock a quarterback uh, around um, and I had, the wrong I, offensive line. Yeah, I had Oakland at 31 in the preseason. I thought they were going to go like 2-14. and 14. I thought they'd have the worst record in the league. Well, I don't part know where this was, came from, really. I mean, they had, you know. Well, I'll tell you why. Part of it was because their division, I thought, I thought they had Denver, who was a Super Bowl contender, and then Kansas City and San Diego, two more playoff contenders. I thought they were going to go 0-6 in the division. It turns out that by the time they play their next game, Kansas City is going to have a worse record than them no matter what they do this week. And San Diego, who's going at Green Bay, they're going to have a worse record than them. So they're going to be in second place in their division after the bye, no matter what. And, you know. And then, as we said, after the bye, they play San Diego, and San Diego two and four, their season might be over or will be over. And so, yeah, you and know. you know they play the best division in the in the AFC this year in the AFC North, but they're already done with three of those four teams. Yeah. Um, and again, they were really close to beating both the Bears and the Broncos, right? And like you said, right, they have two games left each against the Chiefs and the Chargers. So you know, eight and eight is definitely a possibility for the Raiders. I'm going to predict they go seven and nine this year, but uh, uh, you know, kudos to the Raiders for being better than usual. Yeah. Um, all right, so that uh, we're slowly climbing our way up the power rankings. Now we're up to number nineteen, uh, the last one in four team, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, and this is another team that we had a big disagreement about. I have them at twenty three. I think they're garbage, but you still have them at eighteen. You still uh, you're still giving them a lot of credit. Uh, why have the Ravens earned any credit from you? I mean, wh- like, why do you think they're so bad? I mean, they lost at home to the Browns. They lost to the Raiders. You know, they uh, they 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 barely won on the last play. You know, they barely won on the last play of the game uh, against Mike Vick, or they could be zero five. They have the least impressive win of any team probably in the league. Right? Okay, that's true. So they, right, have, so, they haven't got blown out. They've, all their games have been close. Yes, but you have, every game has been within six points so far. Yeah, but you shouldn't have a close game at home against the Browns. You shouldn't have a close game against the Raiders, especially if you're. They should have beat the Bengals, who were great. They were, played a well, very competitive I, well, game no. against the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders aren't bad, and they lost on the road by four. For some reason, you know, even though Pittsburgh has uh, the worst quarterback in the NFL right now, they, you know, they're playing, you know, the, the rest of their team is really good. So that's not such a terrible loss. And yeah, okay, so you lost in overtime to the Browns. Okay, but if you think they're so decent, then why do you have them losing this week to San Francisco? <laughs> well, I'm just, they're just going to be in every game. Like, to me, they're, that's a step above the Detroits and the Chicagos and the Tampa Bays. Like, they're going to be in every single game this year. You're not, yeah, they, they have a better coach. You're not going to blow them out. Yeah. Boy, this season really went south fast for them. Flacco, I, I, in the preseason, I said that he was a super, uh, you know, a, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And <laughs> so far, I'd say he's not been elite this season. Yeah. Uh, Joe Flacco is not a elite quarterback. I agree. Uh, and then another team that has really disappointed, but because of their bullshit schedule, they're going to get away with it. Is that that's number 18 on our list. That's the Colts. Oh, uh, the Colts. It's so annoying. Can we that, all can everyone in America and uh, agree with what I said a couple weeks ago that they're the most hateable team in the NFL? No, see, I can totally we all root against I them. No, I, I root for. Well, first of well, all, well, why do you root for a team that that falls ass backwards into everything every single season? No, I don't root for that. But I mean, I can't root. I, they're playing the Patriots this week, so obviously I'm rooting for the three wins week. against the three worst teams in the NFL. Congratulations! But it's not they, just that they embarrassed that they, themselves on Monday Night Football against the Jets. Yeah. They got punched in the mouth the whole game by the Bills. 
who aren't even that good. They got lucky to beat the Titans. They got lucky to beat the Jaguars. I they hope, barely beat the Texans. I hope New England beats them by 1,000 this week. I oh, hope really? the scoreboard breaks. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, because oh, the Patriots the are going to win. Yeah. I hate the Patriots too, but they're not going to lose. So once they're winning, at least embarrass the Colts. And you yeah. know they're going to try to after the you know. Here's, here's the, the problem: the Colts are still going to go eleven and five. They're still going to go six and zero oh in their division. They're That's gonna... not necessarily true. They could lose to New Orleans. Uh, they could lose to anybody. They're so bad. Like All right. beating but Tennessee, Jacksonville, Houston could. teaches us nothing other but than it, but, they're but better the, than Tennessee. But the Jackson bottom line is they they got really lucky to win those three games. You know they have a negative they have a, a negative fourteen differential right now, and um, they they should be one and four, frankly, uh, or two and three at best. But the bottom line is they did bank those wins and they got away with it. I mean, and, I don't and, think they're playing, you know, they're, they're, you're going to see them a lot. They're playing a lot of primetime games in the next like few weeks. They're, they're, they're not going to be able to move. The, even if luck comes back, they're not going to be able to move the ball in Carolina. They're not going to be able to move the ball against Denver. You know, they're going to get killed by New England. So hopefully at least they'll fall back to even if they beat New Orleans, they'd fall back to four and five by their bye. And then they have Atlanta and, and Pittsburgh and, you know, so. No, that, that's when they, they still have to play the Jaguars, the Texans, yeah, so here now what the I'm Titans, saying is, yeah, the Bucs. Yeah, but they're not they're, even going to beat no, all those teams. My, yeah, they are. Now what they're, I'm thinking they, is that they could, you know, they could pull like uh, the Seahawks Rams from a few years ago and like they could play Tennessee the last week of the year or, you know, or maybe they'd be tied with Houston or something. But like they could be seven and eight and needing to win, to, but the, you know. Well, but what, we, what we've been saying about them all along is no matter how many games they keep losing, they're still going to win the division no yeah. matter how bad they Fine, are. but and let them be cannon the fodder. Seed. Right, but let them be cannon fodder this year for – you yeah. know, whoever the five seed is, you know, but that's Pitt, not how it works. We which said is probably going to be Pittsburgh and that and, 500 or worse team ends up winning that game every single time. I know, but Pittsburgh is much better than Indy. So I hope Pittsburgh wins that game. I'm, we're already, yeah, but, but you the could five put seeds, that game in pen right yeah, now. That's going to be yeah. Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. Yeah. But the five seeds were better all of those in all of those games also. And yet they still lost, you know, the home field advantage is significant in the playoffs. Um, yeah. I, 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 let me see. Do I have that as, I don't know. I actually have Pittsburgh at Cincy in that game. Cause I think, uh, I, th- I think the Colts are actually going to end up getting up to the three seed. Wow, that, uh, at this point, that's that's a little bit of a stretch. You know, well, since since he's a much better team than the Colts, but again, it's it's based on the schedule. Uh, all right, but uh, so let's uh, let's keep going. Uh, now we have a a, a tie at sixteenth uh, between two two and three teams: San Diego and Washington. Let's do San Diego first because even though they're tied here, San Diego is clearly the worst team. Um, oh, you you have San Diego higher. Oh, that's that's I guess how they're tied. Um, yeah, I think San Diego stinks. And, um, I, and have, this is a little bit unfair because we graded this, you know, we did the power rings before the Monday night game. Well, no, 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 no. Before the Monday night game, you had I know, San but Diego I, like, 10. At a, yeah, but then I really and then have you moved to, down like, to 16. think about it more. I think, yeah. yeah, listen, to me, the Chargers are the definition of a league average team. Like they could, on their best day, could beat almost anybody except for like the elite three or four teams. And well, they could hold on, lose let's go through what they've anybody. done. They barely beat Detroit at home. Um, yep. which is Detroit's best outcome. Right. They, uh, they they lost at Cincy, although it was a pretty close game. So yeah, that's two a weeks, good result. Through two weeks, they looked okay. Then they got destroyed by the Vikings. Then they barely won an overtime by three against the Browns. And then they lost. So they're you know, better than the Ravens. Yeah, okay. And and then they lost to, to Mike Vick and the Steelers. By the way, Phil so, Rivers is going to throw for 6,000 so, yards this season. Yeah, um, so San Diego, you know, the thing is, and we talked about 8-8 eight eight, make the playoffs in the NFC, and then we said, oh, it definitely won't happen in the AFC. But right now, I have San Diego and Pittsburgh as the wild cards at 9-7 and seven each. Yeah. And then I have I have the Jets and the Bills at 8-8. Eight and eight. Okay. Uh, So it's not impossible that 8-8 eight eight could make it, actually, because um, I, I don't, I don't yeah. think the, I think the Jets and the Bills both are better than San Diego. Right, plus, especially San- if the Patriots and Broncos are, like, hoarding so many wins in the AFC. 
Yeah, which which they are. I mean, they're both going to win, you know, 13 plus. New England's going to win 14 probably at least. Um, I do think San Diego's going to be able to move the ball against Green Bay better than they were against the Vikings. Well, but they're they're going to get they're going to get killed this weekend. They're going to lose no matter what. I don't what, know, the right? Packers haven't been killing people. They've just been like systematically, you know, beating them down. Well, you say that, but also the Packers And also are, like against came hold back hold and hold looked hold very hold good. Hold like they really has a lot of weapons right now. Okay. You you can't say the Packers haven't been killing people because they're 5 and 0 against the spread this year. So They've been beating people by more points than they were. They only to beat, beat San, San, uh, San Francisco by fourteen. All right, when know. people thought they would be beating them by forty. Well, well, but the well, but a lot of people, you know, the line was eight and a half, I think, and or whatever it was. Uh-huh. They, look they, again, if you if you're five and zero against the spread, you've been beating teams handily. Uh, okay, but if the Chargers fans don't care about the Chargers, we should stop talking about them because we shouldn't care. Yeah, um, yeah, this is a forgettable team, and it, it will annoy me if they make the playoffs over a team like the Jets or the Bills. But, but you know, as of right now, that's what I see happening. Hopefully, I'll be wrong. Um, and then we have Washington, and and you said before, um, which team did you say their fans are the most uh, overconfident fans? Oh, the Ravens. The Ravens, oh for sure. So then, what do you say about Washington fans? Because Washington fans thought they well, were they don't even team. know what success looks like anymore. Washington fans. Yeah. Um, oh boy, I mean. They, they, if they would have won at Atlanta, we would have got really annoying really fast. I mean, luckily right. I don't have like a lot of Redskins fan friends, so that would have been fine for me. Uh, the, the the Dolphins' loss at home looks pretty bad now. Again, I, I'll excuse it. I think the Dolphins are are a very competent team and who just you know kind of lost their way in the locker room. Uh, the Rams' win is a really really good win, right? Beating the Rams by two touchdowns. Oh, they've been decent four weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Giants loss will excuse the Giants can. That was you know, a horrible game. That yeah, horrible game. yeah. But the Giants can throw the ball on any team in the NFL. Um, you know, Eagles win is a really good win. The Eagles have been good, and, yeah, and the like, Eagles have not been good. What are you talking about? The Eagles are good. They the, the Jets are three and one, and the Eagles destroyed the Jets. Yeah, the the, the Eagles look like one of the worst teams in the NFL until this week, um, which is you know the, the Eagles just you know watch. I think Washington is an average team, which is good because we didn't think they were that good before the season. So yeah, I don't know. They're definitely they're definitely an average team. They, they I had them at twenty. Eight. I had them at twenty eight before the season. Uh, ESPN had them at thirty two. Problem is, what happens when Cousins gets hurt? That's going to be interesting. Well, I don't think they'd be good because of Cousins. They'd be good because their defense is better. I know. Than I'm they're, saying, they're, do they go to Griffin? Do they go to McCoy as uh, the backup? It's in, you know their defense is better than expected, and um, their running game, although it wasn't good this week. Well, who do you think are, are they going to be able to go to uh, New York this week and win? No. You don't think so? No. To me, they're similar to Philly, and I mean, the Jets just got you know Philly ran up and down the field on no, the Jets. I have the Jets winning. Uh, do you not have the Jets winning this game? No, I well, I never have. Like, I'm such a pessimist, but I, I. So you you think the Jets are going to lose at home this week to Washington? I mean, Fitzpatrick has six interceptions through four games, so he's on pace for 24 interceptions, and there have been so many dropped interceptions. Also, um, this happened Sanchez rookie year where. Uh, you know, people didn't. I mean, Sanchez, I think, threw twenty-one interceptions this rookie year, but he also had like the most drops ever recorded of anybody. It's like, oh, he's way worse than you realize. He's just gotten a little lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to me, it's like Fitzpatrick makes so many bad decisions that any decent team seems like it's going to be able to capitalize on it. And I, the only thing about the field game is the Jets were so undermanned because they're not like a very deep team on offense to begin with, and they didn't have Ivory, who's you know amazing, and they didn't have Decker, who's like a competent NFL starting receiver. So, you, you know, and past that, you're, you're putting in waiver wire guys, at, at, you know, uh, who are, you know, getting snaps. So maybe that was a fluky loss for the Jets. I know we're not talking about the Jets now, but uh, I'm going to pick the Redskins by three. All right. Yeah. I mean, the Jets are going to win that game, I think. Okay. But I think the, I think it'll be close. Um, so now we have a another tie in our power rankings. This is a, a three-way tie at 13th 
between Buffalo, St. Louis, and Philadelphia. So let's talk about St. Louis first because they're on a bye, so they're not playing this week. Um, you know, they lost by 14 to the Packers. Uh, the Packers, eh, uh, they, they won the week before against Arizona. Look, Arizona, this is the team we have the bet going on between the Vikings and the Rams. You think the Rams are a playoff team. Uh, I just, I, I really have no respect for their offense. Look how many points they've scored. They scored 10 to, to Washington. Yeah, well, it's six. not really a fair bet. Someone should have told me how bad Nick Foles was. Yeah, listen to how many points they scored. 10, 6, 24, 10. Uh, so, we, you know, week one, and I'm excluding week one. But so the last four weeks they've scored, I think, probably the fewest points in the NFL. Um, and Nick Foles just threw four interceptions in the game, uh, but their schedule actually, when they get back from the bye, they play Cleveland and San Francisco at home. So you got to assume those are two. Wins Who knew win. that if you didn't have any good receivers and you have a horrible quarterback, you know, you can't win in the NFL. Nobody, well, but, you know, but is nobody Nick told Foles me that. horrible. I mean, yeah, he's horrible. Uh, yeah, he's horrible. It's, but there's the thing. I think the Rams have to be sort of pleased. You know, he hasn't hit 198 yards since week one. Yeah, you have to be sort of pleased if you're the Rams, though, because we said the schedule the first month was so bad before the bye. We thought they'd go one and four. Um, and we thought the one we were, you know. And, no, and they, they have an up- amazing they, – listen, they, they've beat two really good teams. Uh, and and they've lost to, you know, three – two really good teams and one league average team. Yeah, and then they, and as I said, come back from the bye, you play Cleveland and San Francisco, and so you'll be four and three. And then, and then they go I mean, Minnes- they could lose to anybody, I think, yeah. with Nick Foles, like. Yeah, and then they go at Minnesota, which um, to me they're the know. definition of an eight and eight team. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, Foles throws four picks a game. They're not going to be an eight and eight team, obviously. Um, no, okay, but then- the Packers, the Packers defense has really been one of the most underreported stories. Like the Packers defense has been ferocious in a lot of games this year. I mean, but the Rams, like again, Rodgers was throwing interceptions at home. Which uh, you know they opened up like congressional investigation. Yeah, he does well, that. I mean a tip pass, you know. I, but like, uh, like they were, you know, they were swarming him. Like they, yeah. the defense looked really good. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. Well, they have a buy, so we don't have to talk more about the Rams. But they, they're more interesting than they've been in a while. I think. All right, um, and then we're going to talk about uh, Philly next. They're playing the Monday night game this week against the Giants. Uh, that that that's going to be a very big game to decide what happens in that division. Um, and, and this was one where you were way off on the line. You had the Giants favored by one and a half in Philadelphia. So you were five points off on this one. Um, and the actual line is three and a half, which means that Vegas thinks that the Eagles have been better than the Giants, which makes no sense. Right? I mean, look, makes no Eagles- sense. I mean, like you're giving them a lot of respect because they killed a horrible New Orleans team. And because, you know, they beat the Jets by seven, but they really, you know, they were up 24 nothing, I think, in that game. Um, you know, they, they lost to Tony Romo. They lost uh, by two in Atlanta. They lost by three in Washington. The Eagles are fine. I, I don't know. The Giants are just such a frightening team to play right now. Like, you know, if Cruz comes back and gives them anything as a third receiver, like there haven't been a lot of teams ever, you know, that could throw out Beckham, Cruz, and Randall just running down the field with a guy who can really throw them. And <laughs> Ruben Randall's such uh, great shakes. <laughs> he can get, listen, he can, he can catch balls when he's open. And, and Beckham is Cruz is coming back. Let, let's just point out that, that Beckham and uh, and Randall both missed uh, the end of the game and, and they had nobody to throw to Shane Vereen at the end of the game. Uh, right, that's week, true. So. Listen, if Beckham misses this game, then you, the, the line has to tilt more towards Philly. Um, but assuming Beckham plays, uh, I'm going to pick, um, and I, I think it's at best 50-50 this week that he plays, right? Um, I, I have no idea. I mean, look, this is this is the thing. I'm, I'm just going to defer. If Philly wants to win this division, this is a must-win game, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say they win. Um, and if they lose, we'll have to bring Shamir on to make fun of him again. But okay. uh, I'm going to say if Beckham, if Beckham plays and is healthy, the Giants will win. I'm going to say Beckham doesn't play, so the Eagles win. All right. So, uh, all right. And then the next team we have uh, tied is, is Buffalo. And Buffalo, you know, they were really riding high until the last two weeks. And now it's a little bit hard to say. Um, you know, obviously they had the big week one win against the Colts. 
They lost to the Patriots. No, you know, uh, no shame there. They were favored in that game, which in hindsight is funny. Um, then they destroyed the Dolphins, and uh, you know, helped get a uh, Phil been fired. And, and and everybody's riding high on the Bills. And then the last two weeks, they've looked really bad. They they lost badly at home to the Giants. And then as we said, they've won by one this week against Tennessee, a game they really do not deserve to win. Yeah, Tyra Taylor threw for 109 yards. Yeah, well, he ran for 76. Yeah, so um, you know we'll, we'll learn a lot more about them this week when they play the Bengals. Oh, we're not going to learn anything. They're getting killed. All right, so let's let's hold off on too much discussion of that game uh, because uh, we have a special guest coming on uh, when we reach the Bengals, and so we'll discuss that game in a second. But uh, but we bo- we do both agree that uh, Cincinnati's going to win that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, that line is only one and a half, so Vegas sees it as a really close game, actually. Yeah, so spend all your money. Mortgage your house and, and bet on the Bengals. Yeah, I actually uh, have some more opinions on that game, but again, I'll wait till we get to the Bengals to discuss it. Um, all right, so uh, climbing up the rankings now at number 12, we have your New York Jets. Yeah, and I really said everything I need to say about the Jets already, Yeah, uh, and I have them losing the game. Um, the thing is, like, I just want people to realize how great Chris Ivory is, and like maybe that one loss was like you know much more attributable to missing Ivory and Decker than we realize. The one thing I... I said uh, in the preseason also is, you know, they have Sheldon Richardson, who's one of the best D linemen in the NFL, like, you know, top three or four uh, the last two years in the NFL. Mohamed Wilkerson, who's, who's, you know, probably like top five or six. Then they have the guy who everyone said was the most talented player in the entire draft, Leonard Williams, and uh, Damon Snacks Harrison, who's like a solid nose tackle. So this is as frightening of, uh, you know, they have four guys. They only they play a three, four. It almost doesn't make sense. Like they are going to. Wilkerson Wilkerson got double teamed every single play uh, the first four games of the season, basically. So you obviously can't double team Wilkerson and Richardson. Yeah. So if Richardson comes back and is in is in shape, which who knows, he's clearly with the crazy offseason he had like you have to warn that, you know, he's such a head case. Um, but if he is in shape, that's, that's I mean, it's gonna be, that's going to be frightening. Yeah, they're yeah. going to be able to to eat apart any below average offensive line they're going to be eating the quarterback all day That's a lot of great d lines this year uh this year in the nfl mm-hmm. all right then um then at 11 we have uh my vikings um we already discussed a little bit you know they should you know they should be kansas city this week um and john Sullivan, it's a game i'm looking forward to like you know yeah. you said you said week one would be an aberration the Detroit win doesn't look as great. The San Diego win doesn't look as great, although it was... If you, if you blow teams out, it's a good win. Yeah, like, I agree. Okay. I agree. And and we've watched the Denver game together. And, yeah. um, you know, for them to be in that game was impressive feat considering this, how... This kicker this kicker is going to screw them, though. I, they're going to miss the playoffs because of this kicker. I know it right now. It's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, look. Well, the next app, they play Kansas City. And then they go on the road and play Detroit and Chicago. They're going to have to win those games. They're gonna, I mean... Will well, you actually, be okay with two and one the next three weeks, or do you need three so, now? So here's the thing. So the Vikings have one of the biggest home road splits in the NFL for a number of years, and I'm not exactly sure what the reason for that is. They don't but, even have the same stadium like that they. Yeah, you know. but but if you look, you know they're already zero two this year on the road. Although you know one of them was a legitimate loss, one of them was not. Their next three road games: Detroit, Chicago, Oakland. You, you got you know if if you're if you're a playoff team, you have to win at least one of those, right? If not two, I mean those are three very winnable uh, road games. And then, and then the home games in that in that stretch are uh, the better teams they play are St. Louis and Kansas City. So, would you so, take three and two in the next five, or do you need four and one? I mean, if if, if they go four and one in the next five games, they're making the playoffs, right? Right. Then, but, they'll, then, they'll, then they'll be six and three, um, and they got a couple of these games in December. Um, would I take three and yeah, two? Yeah, but they have a Green Bay, Atlanta, Seattle, Arizona stretch, which is crazy. Yeah, I, you know, I think I would take three and two honestly, just because I, I have such low expectations for the road. 
that three and two means that we win one road game and we win both home games. I think I would take that. Um, but you know, that's why again, I think they're only going to finish eight and eight. The positive thing but is, John's- all your all your games you have to win are right now. Look at the schedule. Other than the Chicago game, you don't have an easy game after November fifteenth. So. Well, they play the Bears. They still play the Bears. That's November. That's other than Chicago game. I said. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. One, that's one yeah, out of they, your, they, one well, yeah, out they, of your last seven they, games is, yeah, is not they need, really difficult. They need to go. They need to go four and five. Uh, win four or five, but they're not yeah. going to. I don't All right, think. Next. Yeah. Next. All right. Uh, so now we're into the top ten finally, um, and we'll start with with the Giants. You know, you're all over the Giants, and you've already talked about it quite a bit. So I don't think we need to say much more about it. Except that, you know, the, the, I think the Giants are a little bit lucky to be. Uh, to be three and two, they they you know. Well, they, they lost the, the Dallas game. They could have won. I mean, yeah. the Atlanta game they could well, have won. So that's the, crazy. Yeah, the truth is, the truth is, all their games other than the Bills game have been close games. Yeah. So, so yeah. Giants fans hear that they're tearing their it, hair because they it think just, they could be five and zero. That 49ers game was an embarrassment. It was. Of course, they should have lost it, that game. But listen, they have also, a, they have a quarterback who can throw for four hundred fifty yards, and there's only a couple teams in the league who have that. So, uh, you know, well, kudos the to Brown, them. The Browns have won. <laughs> It's true. Listen, yeah. it's it, the the Mount Rushmore right now is uh, Tony Romo. I mean, is uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Philip Rivers, and then Eli McCall. Manning, and Josh McCown. Yeah. Um, all right, and then and then the other team tied at tenth, or excuse me, ninth on our list. And this is the last team about whom we have a big disagreement is Seattle. You have Seattle down at twelve. I still have them up at seven, and it's sort of similar to Detroit in that. Yeah, they're only two and three. But looking at their schedule. You know, what more did you want from them here? They, they played at St. Louis, which, as we said, they've lost to St. Louis three years in a row. The last two years they went to the Super Bowl, they still lost it to St. Louis. So, you know, and, and they lost by three in overtime. That, that's a fine, whatever. That's a loss. Uh, they lost to the Packers at Green Bay. You're supposed to do that. They lost by three at Cincinnati. The way they lost, the way they blew it is disappointing. But, you know, Cincinnati might be the best, you know, one of the best two or three teams in the league. And then they lost by three at Cincinnati. There's no shame there. And then they, you know, they won their two home games against the two bad teams they played. So they're only two and three, but two of those losses were really, really close, and they played tough games. And now their schedule is going to get easier. They're playing the Panthers this week, who are undefeated, but I think the Panthers are garbage. And I think the Panthers are going to get No, there's going to be a tough game game for them because they can't block. So what happens when you can't block a team that has a great front seven? Uh, And they might have Keekly come back. Carolina's not going to score in this game. No, it's going to be a very low-scoring game, but Carolina's got a real uh, shot at winning this game, I'm telling you. Okay. Um, Well, all right, so what's your prediction there? you think they're going to do it? I mean, if I had to, like, bet... All my money, I'd probably pick Seattle, but like uh, now that I'm thinking about it, it might might be like a really good pick in a confidence pool or something to go high on Carolina. I went really high on Cincinnati last week, and then we chickened out. Um, it's, a, it's a strange line because you know I had it at four and a half, and you had it at six, and we were both too low. Uh, it's at seven, so Seattle can't don't... block anybody. So they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. This is an inferior version of the last few years' teams. Wilson is keeping them in games by himself by running around. Uh, I, I do like the fact Rawls and, yeah, Rawls and Lynch now because Lynch needed, you know, he's so old. He needed uh, like someone who's going to be able to spell him. So this is a very good sign for them. But no offensive line, no receivers in a league where, you know, teams are building around offensive line and and, and everyone is building around receivers uh, is is not a great uh, strategy. And to me, this is like a team that loses in the wild card round and is on the decline. It's fixable. It's a fixable problem, but not during the season. So okay. forget about the Seahawks. Next. All right. Okay, next. So now we have Pittsburgh at number eight. Uh, Pittsburgh, like Dallas, you know, looked like they were in trouble without their quarterback. They lost at home to Baltimore, which you know nobody else lost to Baltimore this year. And but a, you know, and and Mike Tomlin got a lot of blame in that game, and I thought it was undeserved. And um, boy, the amount of blame he would have got this week if uh, if Le'Veon Bell doesn't score on that play yes last night. Yeah. So in the in in real time, you thought that they should kick the field goal, right? 
No, because I always say go for it because, you know, I'm an advanced stats man. It's such a – well, but, it's not advanced. This is a very – because the field, the, goal, the field goal is yeah. essentially 100% play, right? So no, over but, time but, – but, 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 but that's the point. A field goal is a 50% play to win the game. Assume it's 100% play. Now you're going overtime. It's 50-50, right? Yeah, so that's, it's, that's you, why you go for it there. All you're, right. the, all you're saying the, is do we have a better than 50% chance – unless you think you have a worse than 50% chance of winning in overtime, which is reasonable when you have Michael Vick as a quarterback. Um, yeah, was to me it was the right call because you have a bad QB and they have a better quarterback. And, and, that, and also that's an advantage have, in overtime. Is your chance is your chance of scoring there greater than 50%? That's the only question. Do you have a better than 50% chance? The answer is yes, chance? and that's why to you me, go for it. To me, it's, uh, it's about a 50-50 play. The play they called is not a better than 50% chance play of scoring, by the way. Well, that was a ballsy play. But yeah, but I was saying, but when you need one yard Vic trying to jump at the goal line, that's at least a 50%. Fourth, fourth and ones get converted like 65% of the time in the NFL. So that was a Yeah, but well not from the goal line. Well, just fourth and ones in general. Yeah, the fourth and ones uh, from the goal line do not are, are lower, but it's still higher than fifty. I don't think so, actually. I, I think uh, I read this somewhere in the essay. I forget what the number was. But the point but, is, but, but I did say Vic co- would be hard. Ninety-nine percent right? of NFL coaches kick the field goal there because NFL coaches don't try and win; they just try. Well, Tomlin to has the most job security; like he's belly, well, yeah. like you know, yeah. the, and the so team I hasn't fired the, a coach in, in you know. Yeah. In 50, 50 years, 60, yeah. I think they're okay. So yeah, so I, re- I respect the call, and I'm glad they made it. And I'm gl- I'm glad it worked out. Was I right was. about Vic? I know, um, I know he threw yeah, the big he's touchdown. He's terrible. Well, beyond terrible. Looks looks like quarter. sad. Looks sad out there almost. Yeah, well, he came alive when it mattered in the fourth quarter. It allowed them to sneak by a win. And if yeah, Roethlisberger so, doesn't play, they're going to lose this week. But well, if Roethlisberger so, plays, they have a chance in Arizona. They do right. Well, they're playing at home. Oh, is Roethlisberger? Could could he be back this week? I think it's. I think there's an outside chance. Yeah. All right. Um, I wouldn't well, even bother against the Cardinals because he might get hurt again. Like that's a, that's you know, that could like knock yeah. So out. it's totally if Rosberger plays, I pick Pittsburgh. If Arizona plays, I pick Arizona. If he doesn't play, I pick Arizona. But you're agreeing that the Steelers are, are going to be a force to be reckoned with the rest of the way. The Steelers are really the Giants' version of the AFC, uh, just with a better running back um, and a better coach. Like the yeah, I'm saying, like they have a, the point is they have a quarterback who can throw the ball well enough that they could beat any team any week. And they have a chance to be in the Super Bowl this season. Do you agree with you, what I you, said? You think the Giants have a chance to be in the Super Bowl this season? Do you know the Giants have won the Super that's Bowl insane. with the worst team? Wait. Yeah, no, that's true. They won the Super Bowl with the worst team than they have. A much worse team than they currently have. Agreed. They were but, outscored that season. But neither of the years that they won the Super Bowl did they have a team that could win the Super Bowl. So the fact that – you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what – what you know, yes, Green Bay is much better and Arizona is much better. But if Seattle's on a downswing, there's no team in the East. There's really no other team out there. Uh, you oh, know, God, what? If, the Gi- if the Giants made, I mean, the problem is, yes, terrible. they'd have to go to Arizona and Green Bay, which would be really hard. But to well, me, they went to Gre- they went to Green Bay when Green Bay was fifteen and one that year. And one, I, so I know, but Green Bay could be better this year. Better than that fifteen and one team. I mean, this is an amazing. Like Green Bay could be amazing. All right, so and the Arizona- young receivers are, are going to be good by the end of the season. Montgomery, right, so, and but this is the last game of the week that we have to pick a win and a loss, and we're both saying Arizona's going to win because we think Ben Ro- Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I don't think yet, he's right? ready yet. Yeah. All right. Um, now, now we move up to number seven. And uh, from here on out, uh, it's all undefeated teams other than uh, one loss for the Cardinals. So number seven is Carolina, uh, clearly the worst of the uh, undefeated teams. And I actually think that they're worse than both uh, both Pittsburgh and uh, Seattle as well. They're a very unimpressive undefeated team. And I think, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see what they do this week against uh, Seattle. But but if you look, you know, all they can do is play who they've played, you know, but they played four. It's of the not worst true. Teams if you're really gritty, you you get yeah. better teams on your schedule. No, but but they played four of the worst teams in the league. They they played oh my God. Jacksonville, Holy Houston, cow. New Orleans, and Tampa on Better our list. Bottom four. 
Jacksonville, Houston, New Orleans. No, that's our 32, 31, 30, and tied for 26. Yeah, and Tampa so, yeah. could easily be bottom four. Yeah, t- t- Tampa's one spot ahead of San Francisco. So they play four of the five worst teams in the NFL. But they and, but, but two of them and, are by double digits, two of these wins. Well, yeah, but again, they play four of the five worst teams in the NFL. They, you uh, know, let's just say the schedule gets a little tar- tougher the next four weeks. Yeah, but um, yeah, they're playing Seattle, Seattle Philly, Green Bay, Philly, Indianapolis, Indy. Green Bay. But then it gets um, easy again. They got Tennessee, Washington. I guess Roma would be back well, for the look. The uh, whole story game. of the NFC West is that all these teams have garbage schedules, and they're and eight and eight's going to win the division. So again, I don't think Car- NFC Carolina's, South. Yes, excuse me. Yeah, you're right. I, I, look, I think that they're going to lose. No, but eight and eight's not going to win the division because Atlanta can can beat people. No, no, I'm saying, I really I'm like this what, Atlanta. I'm, saying, I'm talking about what we said in the preseason. By the way, who's yeah. you know who's locked in to win Coach of the Year? I think Dan Quinn. Yeah. Well, again, it's early. Let's see. But so, but the thing is, I still think Carolina is they're four and zero. I think they're going to end up eight and eight. And the reason is because you know they're they're going to lose three of the next four games, then they're they're going to they're going to play at Dallas, at New Orleans, at the Giants, at the Falcons. They're going to lose three of those four at least. So there's six losses right there. So they're so boring, so boring. Yeah, um, yeah I don't What's know what to say. Let's see. Let's move on. All right. So, so and then we have uh, right above them Atlanta, number six, and we both have them exactly six in our rankings. Um, Atlanta has not looked that impressive for a team that's five and zero. Uh, you know, they had that big win against Houston, but as we said, Houston's garbage. And other than that, they got lucky basically in every one of their games. But the bottom line is, you know, you know Bill Bar- th- this is this is the kind of thing you talk about moving forward. But the bottom line is they banked these wins. The Philly game, if that game lasts another two minutes, they lose. The Giants game, they got extraordinarily lucky. Uh, then, you know, they got lucky. Cowboys, they with- got amazing that they didn't have, you know, they got lucky they didn't yeah. have to play Romo. But all, and also they, they they struggled to win that game. And then they got a pick six in overtime to be, you know, Kirk Cousins at home in Washington. Okay. But is it does Atlanta have a chance to be nine and zero at the bye? No, because that's the thing when you, when you get lucky, you know, they they've had four you know toss up games. They won all four. Who are they who are they losing to? New Orleans this Thursday night, or then Tennessee, Tampa, and San Francisco? No, they're playing four of the worst teams in the league the next four weeks. So they I could be. That. So my question is, can they be nine and zero? Could they be nine and zero in theory? Yes, they could. And then eight and one. Home. Very realistically, they could be eight and one at the bye. Hold on a second. If we're just if we're just playing this game, I'm looking at their schedule. <laughs> They could go sixteen and up. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> Wait, hold they, on. Their okay. hardest game left is against the Panthers, who can't score fifteen points. Yeah, it's uh, that's. I mean, the NFC North outside the, NFC- the division, the best team they play is the Colts. They have them at home. And the probably, Colts will probably also. have clinched. Colts will be four and six at, at, at that point. They'll probably have clinched the yeah. South. Oh my god! They're playing the Vikings, but that's at home also. Oh my! The, Atlanta could be in the in the ninety eight situation where like they just coast, I, and that team. I don't want to disrespect that team. That team, that when team they, was no better, at home. Yeah. The, the team was much better than this team, but they didn't have as good of a quarterback, uh, or they didn't have you know they didn't have Julio Jones either. Um, yeah. The, but they could be. You know, we we talked about Arizona having you know being a two you know top two team with Green Bay. Atlanta could get a bye. Yeah, I mean that's. I'm I'm looking at this right now. I mean they're going to be favored. At Tennessee, their favorite Tampa. I mean, they're going to be favored in every one of their remaining games except for at Carolina. That's insane. That's crazy. They're five and zero. They've gotten. We lucky. should have had a Falcons fan on this week. They they would be going insane. Do we? Who's our Falcons guy? We got to have get the Falcons guy on next week. Well, well, well. If they're nine and zero, we'll bring him. You know, we'll give him a chance in the next couple of weeks. They still have a chance. No, you know, I want still... I want like the unintentional comment to be high. I want like to have it now at six and zero, and then if they end up going nine and seven, it'll look funny in retrospect. Yeah, but it's it's really crazy. They're five and zero, and they're going to be favored in all but one of their remaining games. All right, who's next? <laughs> That's insane to me. That's really really crazy. Um, all right, so next we have the Denver Broncos. Um, and this team is just a complete reversal of what everybody would have thought. Their defense is just incredible, and their offense is garbage. And their offense has gotten worse. They've, they've scored fewer points four consecutive weeks. 
Man, it's hard to watch Manning not because he's so bad, just because they're so sad. he's so inept. Yeah. It's not even sad. I don't like. He's so smart, but he just can't do it physically. He can't. He can't. And he throws the ball. I, somebody said that Thomas and Sanders are going to get murdered going over the middle. And then, I, like, I watch the game, and it's true. Thomas is so big, though. He's so big. Thomas yeah. is like I don't know how Thomas doesn't get two hundred catches a season. He's like six eight, three hundred pounds. It's crazy. Thomas is really like how are his stats not like. Way better than Julio Jones and Des Bryant. I don't know. I'm just guy. saying, thank goodness that they got rid of Julius Thomas because it was so annoying how you never knew which Thomas was going Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I never had either of them, so it was fine with me, but I hear you. Yeah. I used to um, play against them. The Yeah, but there's not much, you know, Denver's defense is even better than we thought. Their offense is as bad as humanly possible. They're, um, they're eking out these wins, you know. They're not they're not winning any game handily, and they're going to eke out a win this week at Cleveland. They're going to go down in one of their playoff games, and they might only need two playoff games before the Super Bowl, but in one of them, they're going to be down 13-3, and there's going to be nothing Peyton can do other than make, you know, scour, and uh, it's, it's going to be... And it's a whole lot that the running game has been even worse than the passing game. Well, they look good against you guys. Well, the one play. Yeah, that's true. You take up, you take up, you take up. That's the true. One, the one play, and even that was like a let's box in the line to stop him on. Yeah, whatever, Ronnie Hillman had seventy three yards on that one play. You take it away. Right, the there was average, no safeties you know, there. It was just yeah. like once he got past even with that line. one. Yeah, even with that one play, they're thirtieth in the league in rushing. You take that play out, they're last in the league in rushing. Okay. Um, they're but but again, the bottom line is that they they've given up the second fewest points in the league. But it's it's going to get a lot more difficult in November. They're going to play in November. They play uh, Green Bay and the Colts, and then and the Patriots. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to get a lot more exciting. And then um, in December, they still, they have still the Steelers and the Bengals. So their schedule is going to be a, lot more, a little more difficult. And uh, speaking of the Bengals, so it brings us to our number four team in the power rankings, the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, to speak about the Bengals, we have a special guest, Zach Sosna, who was with us in the preseason for the Bengals. Uh, Zach, how are you doing today? I am fired up. It was- you should be. And I just want to point out that I actually have uh, the Bengals at number three, uh, but Akiva has Arizona ahead of them. Uh, but we both, you know, we both owe you a little bit of a mea culpa. You said they were going to go 12 and four before the season. And we sort of thought, oh, you know, silly Bengals fan. But uh, Andy Dalton with time has uh, turned into a elite quarterback, to quote a PFT commentator. Um, you know, you um, you have a couple of big wins. You know, beating Oakland and San Diego and Kansas City is not that great, but you went into Baltimore and won, although so did the Browns. And then you uh, beat the Seahawks in a game, you know, it looked like this game was over and uh, in the fourth quarter and just a, a very impressive comeback win to get to 5-0. and So tell us a little bit uh, how it's been to be a Bengals fan through uh, the first five weeks of the year. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to be a Bengals fan. Uh, we're not used to winning very much. In the last couple of years, we have been winning. And then this year going 5-0. and uh, We haven't been 5-0 since 1988. So it's been quite a long time. Um. Yeah, this past week, this weekend, I don't think I've ever had my heart racing so much during a football game than uh, at the end of that fourth quarter when we were driving down the field and you're screaming like, "Get off the field! Get the get set! Don't move!" It, it was it was quite it was quite the the feeling. I went I actually went out to Baltimore to see that game. So it's uh it's been quite the journey. I've been to four of the five games this year. I've missed oh wow, a legit fan. Yeah. Well, oh, so you were the at the game. Seattle game on on Sunday. Yeah, it was. I'm a season ticket holder. So, do you I, think uh, do you think they're better than the Seahawks? Like, was that uh, fluky, or was the fact that they were down 24 to seven more of a fluke? I think it was more of a fluke that we were down. Um, well, after the pick six, did you did you uh, be honest at that point when it was 24 seven? Did you think the game was over? Uh, I was talking to my brother. I was sitting there talking to him, and we were both like, "It's not likely, but there's a chance." We we turned to each other and said that I'm the I'm the ultimate optimist. I always think there's a chance for us to come back. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was more of a fluke that we were uh, down by so much. Uh, Andy threw an ill-advised pass. We got a 
a huge touchdown called back on a penalty. I know those happened, but it was just we had things weren't going our way and things were going their way. Um, and once we figured out how to stop that uh, cutback, we were committing on the on the back end to going straight for Russell Wilson on every single play. So they were just running through that lane where normally the defender would uh, close off the back. The back. Um, so they were just killing us there. So once we were able to take care of that, then they couldn't really do much on us. Uh, their offense didn't really do much on our defense. So let's talk about this week. You're going at Buffalo. Uh, up until the last through three weeks, Buffalo was probably the second most impressive surprise team in the AFC. Um, you know, they had a couple of big wins uh, at Miami and over the Colts. And then they, you know, they played a tough game against the Patriots. But then they've really crashed the last two weeks. They lost badly to the Giants at home, and they barely beat the Titans uh, last week. So now it's back in Buffalo, um, and this is a a one-and-a-half-point spread right now. So Vegas thinks it's a pretty close game. Akiva and I both think the Bengals are going to take it pretty easily. Uh, First of all, are you going to Buffalo for this game? I want to, but I don't. There's nothing to do in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been to a game there actually before. Um, yeah, the, the, there's a reason that Bills fans are always getting drunk and you know getting into fights uh, during tailgating because there's not that much to do. Yeah, I went to Buffalo uh, when I was in high school with my dad for uh, a hockey game. We were Montreal Canadian fans, and we were gonna spend the day in Buffalo and go to Niagara Falls, but we literally could not find one thing to do in Buffalo, so we just left. And. Uh, <laughs> Are you uh, predicting a win or a loss this week? Uh, I think we're we're gonna win. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, I'm worried that we're gonna be too full of ourselves and you know not put forth. But this team has shown that they're not the same old Bengals that they that they're gonna take it one game at a time and you know actually play through everything and not get big heads. And I think having just played Seattle, uh, Buffalo, you know, like Tyrod Taylor could you know his its feet could cause problems. So we just played Russell Wilson, who's a you know, much better version uh, quarterback than Tyrod Taylor. So I think we're prepared for the running quarterback scheme. And, you know, we just played a great front seven, you know, so we, we played a very similar team uh, this past week to Buffalo. So I think it sets us up pretty well to go into Buffalo and play. Is there anything that uh, makes you nervous? I mean, I know you're five, you know, is there anything that you've seen in the first month of the season that's concerning or no? Um, I think that we really need Vontez Burfecht back. Our linebackers have been very subpar. Uh, we're really struggling to cover running backs out of the backfield. So we can, we can get hurt pretty bad and it's hard to get people off the field if they can just dump it off to your running back. Uh, Vinny Ray has been great on, uh, calling plays, but he's just not quick enough to keep up with these running backs. So that's been very concerning was just the, our linebacker play. So we really could use Burfecht back. And then, the, and then the following week, you're going to have a huge game. Uh, ben Roethlisberger will probably be back, be back, and it'll be a must-win for Pittsburgh if they want to stay in the division race, especially if you guys are 6-0. and Yeah. Um, if if Big Ben's back and you, get, you have to deal with, like, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, those are never uh, fun matchups. So, yeah, that's a huge – that's, that's going to be a huge game because it could uh, it could get them right back into things or it could put us, put us uh, really out of reach for a lot of teams. Um, and then after that, it's going to get really easy. The rest of that month, you play at home. You have Cleveland and Houston. Um, Wait, are we predicting all 16 games again here, Chester? What's going on? <laughs> no, just looking at the schedule. Um, yeah, so you know the, the Bengals have been very impressive, and we promised Zach we'd bring him on the podcast. And um, we were, you know, Zach, when we were looking at the Falcons, the Falcons are five and zero, and and an undeserved five and zero. They've you know they've had four toss ups, and they've you know come out on the right end of all of those. But we looked ahead at their schedule; they're going to be favored in all but one of their remaining games. 
because their schedule's so easy in the NFC South. So we were joking, the Falcons could be like 15 to one and they'd be like the worst team in history. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, your team, your schedule's not that easy. As we said, you still have to go to Pittsburgh, you have to go to Arizona, and then uh, you have to go to Denver later in the season. But um, the Bengals every year with Andy Dalton, they um, lose in the first round in a wild card game. But you've definitely set yourselves up this year for um, to avoid that game. The problem is that the pa- the Patriots and the Broncos are also both undefeated and both also look really good. And so, you know, it's going to be – you're going to have to win one or two of those really tough games if you want to have a chance to sneak up into the two seed because otherwise you're stuck in the first round again. And I'm not saying you're going to lose again, but, you know, if, if, if you've got the 3-6 matchup and you have to face the Steelers again, I think you'd be pretty nervous heading into that game. Yeah, you don't want to play any uh, AFC North team in the playoffs, especially the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers and the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we like we joked about on uh, the Bengals, our Bengals cast was um, was that we just need that bye to get out of the first round, then we should be okay. It's just that first round that we can't get through. But I think that uh, this year has shown that you know we can beat good teams down by seventeen in the fourth quarter. We can keep up with the Ravens when they score on us late. Um, we can win when we're up. We, we've proven we can win in a lot of different ways. So I think this team is taking steps forward. And last year, the biggest problem in the playoffs was Andy was just missing his weapons. Andy had showed signs of this better Andy last year, but we were missing Eifert. We were missing um, Marvin Jones. And Eifert already has five touchdowns this year, and he's been our red zone. He's been dominant in the red zone. So having him having his weapons and playing at you know as much better level of football that he is playing, I think that we can really uh, make a dent in the playoffs and go kind of far. Um, yeah, one last thing for fantasy football owners. is uh, Has Jeremy Hill lost his job? No, Jeremy Hill is still the starter. Um, we've just been going uh, – when we're down, we, we go with you know our three wide receivers and Eifert and then Geo out of the backfield. So we were just down. So Jeremy didn't get it in. No one can really run in Seattle. So uh, it just fit more of uh, Geo's running style. We didn't give up on the run. So at the end of the game when they were uh, – Dropping back in coverage, Gio is able to squeeze through some yards here and there. So um, as the season goes on, you'll see less of Gio and more of Jeremy. I think uh, Gio's found a, a much better niche on this team. But, uh, no, you'll get a lot more of Jeremy Hill down the road. He'll get the touchdowns. He'll get he'll get more yards. One thing about you guys is there's so much depth, you know, with Green, Sanu, and Jones, and Eifert, and, and uh Bernard and Hill, like, other than the quarterback, and no team can afford to lose their quarterback, like, you guys could afford an injury more, you know, more easily than uh, just about any other team in the league. I mean, it's a slippery slope when you start losing players, but um, we are we are deep, and, you know, we're homegrown. Us and Green Bay are the two homegrown teams that are very successful, so it, it, we've been drafting well, and you draft well, you have talent. I feel like with them, with them, it's a strategy, and with you guys, it's because you're cheap. No, no, no. We, uh, we, uh, Mike Brown's always paid our own players. We've always kept people around way too long. That's been our problem. I don't think it's because we're cheap. That's just our strategy. We've been drafting well, so we're sticking to it. All right. Is there well, any way uh, Marvin Lewis Marvin gets Lewis. fired? Because I've been calling for Marvin Lewis to get fired for years. <laughs> Not after starting this way. Okay. We let's, get, say we they, lose. let's say they finish five and eleven. No, but what if, what if they go twelve and four and they lose in the first round again? Oh, he's not getting fired. Then. He's not getting fired. Then if he didn't get fired after the last year, he's not getting fired after another playoff. Because that would be an improvement, twelve and four, and and losing the first round. Yeah, I know. Twelve. I know. Twelve and four would be great. Um, it's definitely looking more possible. Zach will sign up for a first round loss if they go seven, if they go twelve and four. No, I won't. We gotta win. We gotta win in the playoffs. It's it's it it's kind of cool that now that we've been in the playoffs so often, it's like our expectations aren't making the playoffs anymore. We, we expect us to win in the playoffs now. We expect a, a run and 
a potential Super Bowl. Oh, man, we're talking to like a Patriots fan here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he needs. A, I think the Patriots expect a Super Bowl. I think Zach just wants at least one win. Yeah, right? he just wants started. to win a playoff game. He wants to be in round two. I would love to be in the championship. The AFC championship is the game that I think we all really think that this team deserves. To, well, not deserves, but. Zach is like me as a Vikings fan in the mid-90s with Dennis Green. You know, he arrived in 92, 93, and every year we'd make the playoffs and lose in the first round. Um, you know, and then we started winning the first game and then just losing the second game. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, Zach, uh, thanks for coming on and uh, uh, good luck to your Bengals. It looks like they've uh, wrested that division away from the hated Steelers fans and the hated Ravens fans. And and I don't really know any Bengals fans, but I, I hate most of the Ravens and Steelers fans I know. So I guess by default, that means I'm rooting for the Bengals to win this division. Yeah, well, when I went to when I went to Baltimore, the Ravens fans were actually really nice. They were very yeah. kind. You know, I, I I think a little bit more of them, but at the end of the day, it's Hootay Nation, and uh, let's go Bengals. Yeah, it's almost it's almost confusing to me between the Bengals and the Saints with with yeah. Day and Hootay, but yeah. Um, all right, so uh, thanks a lot, Zach. And uh, you know, if the Bengals keep winning, we might have to bring you back on in a couple weeks. Anytime. All right, talk to you later. And uh, now we move up to number three, the Arizona Cardinals, and the. I mean, look, the Cardinals have been really good. You've been talking about them a lot for the last few weeks. Uh, my Arizona-Miami Super Bowl is still alive. That's all I want to yeah. say. Um, you know, they, they, they've blown out everybody they've played except the Rams. Um, and their schedule, you know, they're this week they're playing at Michael Vick. That should be a win. Then they're playing at home against the Ravens, who can't beat anybody. And then they're playing the Browns. So it, they're still going to have a chance to make some more wins. And, and then things get more interesting. Then they finally play Seattle and Cincinnati. Um, and then in December, all their games are actually good. They play Rams, Vikings, Eagles, Packers, Seahawks. So they got five tough games in December, but until then, they're just going to be uh, banking wins, I think. Uh, this team is obviously, you know, as we said, they have a, a plus 100 differential through five games, which is uh, the best ever, I think, I read. You know what would be the craziest possible NFL story this week? Yeah. What? Now that, like, Vic is winning games again, what if someone reported that he got back into the whole dog thing this week? <laughs> How crazy would that be? What a pariah he would become. Because, like, if he thinks that we love dogs, we love dogs, like, six years ago or whatever it was. Yeah, like, we love dogs we, more We love now. dogs even more now. Like, forget yeah. it. That would be something. All right. Um, all right. Now, let's, you know, power through these last two teams. There's not much to say. The, 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 as I said, the Packers are 5-0, and and they're 5-0 and against the spread. The funny thing is that the Packers have won each of their last two weeks by two touchdowns, and people have been disappointed. And Count Me is the most disappointed because I have Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy team, and he's done nothing. But, um, you know, they still won by two touchdowns against the Rams, by two touchdowns against San Francisco. Uh, they've won all their games, you know, actually, actually, each of their five games, they've won by more points, 8, 10, 10, 14, 14. Uh, now they're playing San Diego at home. And then after that, they go to Denver, which will be the first time that Rodgers has to face, you know, a really tough defense. So that should be interesting. Um, and then number one, of course, we uh, we have the Patriots. I mean, the, I at this point, the Patriots and the, pa- and the Packers and Patriots are both like looking at potential historic seasons at this point. I'm not saying yeah. that they are going to be like, you know, they're both going 15 and one and they're on collision course for the Super Bowl. But this could be the best version of both, you know, the Patriots and the best version of the Packers of, the, of this era. And uh, well, New England's offense is not as good as it was in the 15 and one season. Randy Moss was other. Right. Well, yeah, there's, but that's but, the best but, offense in the history of the NFL. But their yeah, defense but, is so much better. But their running game is actually better now than it was. Yeah, then. And I mean, Deion Lewis is just getting better. There's th- there's a statistic that he's on pace to break the most tackles broken ever in a season already. Like Jesus. Well, he's also my fantasy team, so I'll top that one for myself. Um, and he's a good keeper also. I mean, they have a dollar. they have a backup that's better than most team starters. Like they're, you know, they they have Gronk is is the best weapon in the NFL. Uh, they're frightening. I am very curious as a Jet fan to see if we can if we can compete with them when we play with them. 
Okay, so there we have it. You said this was a great week of games. To be honest, I, there's not that many great games this week. I'm not I just think excited. it's like bad teams against bad teams and good teams against good teams. Every game is going to be close, I think. Yeah. All right, so uh, good luck in week six, and uh, we'll speak to you next week. Yeah, this was fun. Oh, bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.